Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, The Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the Word, pray the Word, study the Word, proclaim the Word, and live the Word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. The application from last Sunday's 26th Sunday in Ordinary Time. The first reading reveals that there is plenty of room for everyone to serve God. The second reading calls us to adopt God's standards, not the world's standards. The gospel shows us that painful discipline is required of his true followers. This week, Let the call to discipleship really take hold on you. Cut the sin out of your life by giving up a relationship, job, or habit 
or anything else that is against God's will. Look very hard this week at the way you talk, at the way you dress, and at the way you treat others. If you cannot do it, cannot wear it, or cannot say it in front of Christ, then don't. Well, Deacon Ken, in one of his books, answered that. If you cannot see it or cannot hear it in front of Christ, then don't. Jesus tells us that anyone who is not helping him is hurting him. Matthew 12, 30. I will be much more definitive in my walk for Christ. I will listen to others with my heart as well as with my ears. I really don't listen as well as I am called to in scripture, James 1, 19. I answered that. I talked to Jesus all through the day. And many times I ask our blessed mother what I should wear. This is in great contrast to when Ken was alive. It is so much easier for me to be alone with Christ as a widow. From a book dated 1993 to 2000, I wrote, I need to stop pushing Ken or nagging him about schedules. I need the Lord's help and need to practice every chance I get to remain quiet. Trust God more for schedules and enjoy my husband more. I'm looking very hard at the way I talk many times to Ken with a negative attitude or with irritation, and it all has to do with schedule. Recognizing Christ's presence at those times is hard for me, but I am going to continue to try, and I know with his grace I can overcome this. What was a helpful or new thought from the readings or from the homily you heard on Sunday, and from what you learned, what personal application did you choose to apply to your life this week? Deacon Ken said, Jesus tells us not to store up treasures on earth. His application, I will seek to store up my treasures in heaven instead of here on earth. I answered that. A helpful thought is what Jesus said in the gospel. For whoever is not against us is for us. My application Visit at which I did or call an old friend who is of another denomination, the Hooks, who I lost track of. This Sunday is the 27th Sunday in Ordinary Time. The gospel is from Mark 10, 2 to 16. Then some Pharisees came up and as a test began to ask him whether it was permissible for a husband to divorce his wife. In reply, he said, what command did Moses give you? They answered, Moses permitted divorce in the writing of a decree of divorce. But Jesus told them, he wrote that commandment for you because of your stubbornness. At the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother, and the two shall become as one. They are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, let no man separate what God has joined. 
back in the house again, the disciples began to question him about this. He told them, whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And the woman who divorces her husband and marries another commits adultery. People were bringing their little children to him to have him touch them. But the disciples were scolding them for this. Jesus became indignant when he noticed it and said to them, let the children come to me and do not hinder them. It is just such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. I assure you that whoever does not accept the reign of God like a little child shall not take part in it. Then he embraced them and blessed them, placing his hands on them. The word of the Lord. Question. What did the Pharisees ask Jesus? Whether it was permissible for a husband to divorce his wife. And what were they doing by asking him this? They were testing him. What did Jesus ask the Pharisees? What command did Moses give you? And what did they reply? Moses permitted divorce in the writing of a decree of divorce. Why did Jesus say Moses wrote this commandment? Because of their stubbornness. And what did he say was from the beginning of creation? God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother, and the two shall become as one. What did Jesus say about what God has joined together? Mark 10, 9. Let no man separate what God has joined. What should a wife not do? And what should a husband not do? 1 Corinthians 7, 10 and 11 says, To those now married, I give this command. Though it is not mine, it is the Lord's. A wife must not separate from her husband. If she does separate, she must either remain single or become reconciled with him again. Similarly, a husband must not divorce his wife. As the disciples questioned Jesus, what did he say a wife or husband does that divorces and marries another? Mark 10, 10 to 12. They commit adultery. When is a woman not an adulteress? Romans 7, 3 said she will be called an adulteress if, while her husband is still alive, she gives herself to another. But if her husband dies, she is freed from that law and does not commit adultery by consorting with another man. Personal. What new insight did you receive regarding divorce? And with whom can you share that? Deacon Ken wrote, Jesus never gave his approval or permission for divorce. In another book, he wrote, divorce is never the will of God. And with whom can you share that? And he wrote, with my wife, Marie. And I wrote that God gives full reign to the leaders in the church, such as he did with Moses, to enact laws. Because of the stubbornness of the people, he okayed divorce. That was the Old Testament. Now, Jesus is here and the church annuls marriage 
saying there never was a covenant. What were the people doing? For what reason and what did the disciples do? They were bringing their children to him and you to have him touch them. And the disciples were rebuking them for that. When Jesus saw the disciples rebuking the people for bringing the children, what was his reaction? He became indignant. And what did he say to them? Let the children come to me and do not hinder them. It is to just such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. I assure you that whoever does not accept the reign of God like a little child shall not take part in it. What did Jesus do to the children? He embraced them and blessed them. What happens to those who touch Jesus? Matthew 14, 36 says, with the plea that he let them do no more than touch the tassel of his cloak, as many as touched it were fully restored to health. Personal, as a child of God, in what way have you been healed by his touch or by your reaching out to touch him? Do you see yourself as one of the children or as one of the disciples rebuking the children? Reflect on this. Deacon Cameron, he has healed my heart and my mind by reaching out to touch me. He touches me with his Eucharist and Holy Spirit. I want everyone to touch him. In another book he wrote, he heals me almost daily. His voice, his word, his presence. And yes, I is one of the children, very much so, I see myself. And I have many years ago at the Shrine Auditorium at a Catherine Kuhlman revival, they were playing a song, He Touched Me. And there was a call to come forward and be prayed over. I remember seeing the face of Jesus with my eyes closed. And when hands were laid on me, I was healed of an ulcer. To this day, I believe those hands were the hands of Jesus. I see myself as one of the children. Every day I am healed of past hurts through God's touch on my heart as I read and ponder God's word. Read and meditate on Psalm 128, 1 to 6. Happy are you who fear the Lord, who walk in his ways, for you shall eat the fruit of your handiwork. Happy shall you be in favor. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the recesses of your home. Your children like olive plants around your table. Behold, this is the man blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. May you see your children's children. Peace be upon Israel. What is the Lord saying to you personally through the psalm? And how can you apply this to your life? Deacon Canhead, may see your children's children. And I am thankful for this fantastic treasure of family. In another book he had, and live to see your children's children. His application, the blessings of children continue in grandchildren. 
I will pray to see the Lord in their presence. I have happy all who fear the Lord and walk in the way of God. My application by obeying his word, his way of doing things. I am always aware of his ways and presence. The commentary. This passage shows us again how the Pharisees were trying to trap Jesus with their deceitful questions. They tried to trap him by getting him to state that he supported divorce. Jesus would, in that case, be upholding the Pharisees' procedures, and they doubted he would do that. If he spoke out against divorce, he would seem to be condemning Moses. It was not a question of popularity, but heresy they tried to trip him on. He also could incur the wrath of King Herod, who had already killed John the Baptist for speaking out against divorce and adultery, Mark 6, 17 to 28. The Pharisees saw divorce as a legal issue rather than a spiritual issue. They were not thinking about what God intended for marriage, but had reduced it to a legal structure that could be ended on a whim. Today, we see the arena of marriage being torn apart by a secular society that bases its beliefs in humanism. The idea of a covenant between God and the man and woman is almost non-existent to much of today's world. The rule of a contract is much more identifiable with much of today's world. In a contract, you buy something and if it does not perform as well as stated in the contract, you throw it away or you send it away. And this is called divorce. Scripture tells us that God never intended for man to separate what he has joined together. Women were often treated as property and marriage and divorce were treated as transactions similar to buying and selling land. Jesus condemned this attitude and practice then, just as he does today. God's original intention was that marriage brought oneness. Jesus held up God's ideal for marriage and told his followers to live by it. Do not enter marriage with the option of getting out, but be committed to permanence. You can win your mate's heart with your prayer life, your commitment to God's holy word, with God's help. To be with God in your life here on earth is our true desire. To be with a marriage partner that shares this vision with you is a blessing beyond our wildest expectation. Through Jesus Christ, it is available, and only through him is it available. Application. The first reading tells how God made marriage to bring about oneness. The second reading shows that kindness can lead to suffering, which will lead to obedience, which is the core of love. The gospel shows us that Jesus is the only way to oneness. This week, listen to your spouse. Really listen to what is being said. Your response will determine how well you are listening. 
Spend more time alone with Jesus and read his holy word on marriage. Then share together what he is telling both of you. The strength and power of a person is in his ability to listen. If your marriage has ended in divorce or death, renew your covenant with Jesus. Let him become your spouse and let him fill in the empty spots in your life. He can and he will. Let us pray. Thank you so much, dear Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, for teaching us on divorce and how to become a little child. Thank you, our Father, who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.